You are listening to the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 25th episode of the Coffeehouse Classical Music Podcast. My name is Asa. And I'm Allison. And today, for July 4th, we're going to be talking about John Philip Sousa, the March King. Sousa may be the most popular American composer of all time, given that his still-famous marches were once considered almost the pop music of America, and his Stars and Stripes Forever March is basically required listening for every American citizen, as it's our official national march as enacted by Congress in 1987. So John Philip Zuzo was born in 1854 and really did have an all-American upbringing. His father was a trombonist in the Marine Band, and John Philip Sousa himself was born right in Washington, D.C. Now, when Sousa was seven years old, he lived through one of the most traumatic events in the nation's history, the Civil War, which was influential to his lifelong patriotism. During his early musical training, Sousa learned almost every instrument, and surprisingly, violin, which is a non-marching band instrument, was his instrument of choice. In a humorous anecdote, when Sousa was 13 years old, he almost ran away with the circus as a violin performer. Uh, however, his father stopped that nonsense and instead got him an <laughs> apprenticeship with the Marine Band, and Sousa spent the next seven years performing with the band and in various other bands and orchestras in the Washington area. Now, after this apprenticeship, when he was 20, Sousa left the Marine Band and struck out on his own, performing and conducting various theater productions. Now, this is really the first time we see Sousa embarking on a journey of non-band music, and it did make a very lasting impression, which we see in all of his music. So, in 1876, Sousa moved to Philadelphia to play with the International Exhibition Orchestra. Now, this is partly because Jacques Offenbach, composer of the famous operetta Orpheus in the Underworld, which includes the song that's most commonly known as The Can-Can, was a guest conductor there at the time. So the operetta genre, it's a short, musical, humorous play, and it was really experiencing its golden age here in the late 1800s when Sousa was working. And during his time in Philadelphia, Sousa gained a lot of operetta compositional experience through editing other people's publications and orchestrating works from operetta greats, such as the English Gilbert and Sullivan, with their widely acclaimed HMS Pinafore. And Sousa also went on to direct many operetta productions for several years. Now, four years later, in the year 1880, the Marine Band was in need of a new director, and Sousa was their choice. He accepted the job, and he left the world of operetta for the world of the marching band. Sousa had grand visions for the band, and his innovations changed the group organization and style drastically. He changed the overall style of the music they played to be more orchestral and less strictly militaristic marches. 
He was also very strict with his rehearsal process, but this really yielded good results, and the Marine Band performances soon became the best in the country. And of course, many of Sousa's famous marches come out of this era. He wrote the classic Semper Fidelis as a dedication to his musicians, and it remains the iconic Marine March to this day. Sousa spent 12 years with the Marine Band, and in 1892, his manager, David Blakely, suggested that he create a civilian concert band. Now, Sousa really liked this idea, and he resigned from the Marines to form his Sousa's Band. And this new band toured the world, and Sousa continued composing both marches and operettas. Interestingly, Sousa sometimes took music from his operettas and turned them into a march, now, one of his more famous operettas, El Capitan, is a great example of this, and the march El Capitan has gained far more fame over the years than the original theater work. Now, in World War I, Sousa took just a brief hiatus from his own band to serve in the Navy. He still did musical work as an organizer of fleet bands and also as a composer of patriotic marches such as the Sabre and Spurs March. With the advent of new recording and broadcasting technology, Sousa's music reached new popularity. Now actually at first Sousa was opposed to his music being shared as he called it mechanically. However, the advent of the wax cylinder recording technology and the popular demand for his music eventually led him to at least tolerate it being shared that way. However, because of this recording environment that he was exposed to, we really now have an extremely well-preserved record of the Sousa band, with Sousa himself conducting many of his marches. The March King John Philip Sousa died from a heart attack in 1932 in Pennsylvania. His funeral did take place in D.C., though, and he was honored by numerous companies of Marines, sailors, band members, and pallbearers from the Army, Navy, and U.S. Marine Corps. And his own The Honored Dead was fittingly played at the funeral of this true American patriotic hero and musical icon. And he really left a lasting legacy. Towards the end of his life, he began transitioning his ideas for Seuss's band into advocating for band music in the schools. And that has definitely survived till today, as most children in band always play at least the Stars and Stripes forever, if not others of Seuss's marches. much for listening to our 4th of July holiday special about John Philip Sousa, the American March King. I'm Allison. And I'm Asa, quote, the American Graph. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you join us again next time. The Gladiator March was performed by the U.S. Air Force Band. Some for Fidelis and Stars and Stripes Forever were performed by the U.S. Army Band. El Capitan, the Sabre and Spurs March, and the Honored Dead March were performed by the United States Marine Band, conducted by Michael Coolburn and Jason Fetty. 
you can find The Coffee House on iTunes or Google Play. Like us on Facebook and remember to share with your friends. You can email us at coffeehouseclassical at gmail.com. Thank you.